1: hey welcome back to dark place dreamers season two it's myself and well now you have not escaped the name <laughs> uh dark place robert if we would called it something else you could have escaped the name but
0: it's myself yeah and robert. do you know something i just gotta i just gotta roll with it at this point i'm just dark place robert <laughs> Brand. um i think everybody i'll just leave everybody worrying about me well, you know, uh, so- after
1: after getting Alex to call into Books Boys to talk about 1984, I almost renamed him Dystopian Alex, um, but then I think that's worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not, uh, you know, these are some strange nicknames you're throwing about the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to
1: ask what nicknames people have for me, because they will to my feelings. Robert, They're what all are we doing? Beautiful today?
0: and charming. So I, I finally managed to twist your arm into doing an actual review on a comic book. And I've We done did a superheroes. The, it's a super well it's not a superheroes. This is um, a comic book. Sorry. So this is a series on Netflix that's um, based off a comic book series written by Neil Gaiman. Uh, it's a comic book series. It's very close to my heart. I read it when I was a teenager. I was absolutely obsessed with this. It's uh, an interesting one because it takes place in DC, the DC universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Superman and Batman do actually feature in the comic books but they're kind of background characters so while all of that is taking place this story actually follows this character, The Dream Do they appear
1: in the series?
0: Uh, They don't actually Um, in the rest of the series, yeah so you've managed to avoid that there's one superhero, I guess I don't even think, I wouldn't consider them a superhero but it's... comes later on and we'll talk about that one uh, they're gonna shoehorn
1: it in this happened before they got me hooked no. on season one of game of thrones and then they introduced dragons and dragons are one of my no goes. Um, oh there's so the dragon just... in the
0: next episode are you oh okay no you've done it <laughs> ah. <laughs> and they make me
1: like things it's... and then they bring in the,
0: the- series things. is called the sandman it's all about dreams how were you not expecting somebody to dream up a dragon it I mean, technically it's all I don't dream do about dragons. dragons.
1: Do you know what I dream about? I dream that there's massive pieces of fruit, like oranges and bananas, floating in the sky like clouds, and I'm hopping around on them.
0: Uh, th- I'm sure a psychoanalysis. Will <laughs> so that's <laughs> been a recurring dream since my XAs. childhood. Okay. Well, maybe we get to the end of the series and we'll actually be able to <laughs> say, interpret those dreams. And There's the going to be that day episode day. at the
1: end where they say, no, if you dream about giant fruit <laughs> in the sky, you are crazy. Get out of the house, run away from him.
0: <laughs> He's going to take out your insides and replace it with stuffing. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's grand. Anyway, so the series is called Sandman. It's based on the this endless character called The Dream. Uh, there are seven endless in total. I can't remember all of their names, but... Um, Death is another one of the endless. So, just this fundamental characteristic of the universe that is, uh, I always mispronounce this word, anthropomorphized into a person. The opening se- sequence of this episode that we just watched is um, the Magnus trying to capture death, that uh, they can essentially blackmail death into resurrecting Magnus' son yes. and somebody else's son. I can't remember that character either.
1: No, that that sounds in line with what I watched. So, so before we go into like what <laughs> happened, um, so you you read these comics when you were younger. So this is a new series, but it's old comics, right? Yes. Okay. So they just uh, pulled yeah. from the vault it's, of like, oh, what are we going to do next? What about that one
0: that was floating about? Um, I suppose yes. It's it's one. It's a story that's written in one medium. Every story has been told in the history of humanity at this point. You know, once you've read the dictionary, every other book is just a rehash. Uh, So this is just taking one medium, uh, comic books, and transferring it over to another medium, uh, a television series, or a Netflix series. Um, It's actually been done very, very well. It's very close to the comic books, and uh, even a lot of the imagery is very, very close, and is just generally done really, really well. There are some comic book adaptations that are just awful and deviate too far away from yeah funnily enough i I would never have believed that i'm not even thinking of the mcu (laughs) and you probably don't even you probably rejected those three letters out of your um understanding yeah so that's all the marvel iron man stuff yeah i I know i was actually thinking we watch
1: we watch batman and superman play chess uh, in batman versus superman and all the rest of it you know so that's no joke. PJ and I have we we made the joke up way before they even <laughs> released the film. It was Batman versus Superman, and we said, "Well, versus in what sense?" And we said, "Neither of us saw the film, by the way." But we said, "I'm sure they don't verse each other. I'm sure they're teaming up. What are they going to do versus each other in a game of flipping chess?" And that was, uh, and I've sticking to that, even though that was like ten years ago and the film is now out and long forgotten about,
0: and I don't know if they're a team or or enemies in the film. So I. Genuinely thought that uh, you were making reference to an Injustice comic series, which was Superman uh, versus the Flash in a game of chess. And they're moving oh, all of the pieces. Did it already? Oh, they already did it. And reason. they actually had a lovely conversation about the role of superheroes and should Superman be, you know, flying around the place and getting no. involved in the no, Middle he, East? And no, he shouldn't. Like that. <laughs> well, he should be... He's, you can't tell Superman what to... What, you can't tell another human being what they can and can't physically do. Attention, this is a public service announcement. Superman, stop it. So,
1: okay. I... <laughs> so, yeah, look, let's let's give the 10-second recap here. Uh, you made me watch something made by one of the comic book companies, and I was very, very, like, uh, I don't know about this. Uh, we watched the first episode just half an hour ago there,
0: and uh, I really liked it. So... Yeah, I don't think I properly sold it to you. I didn't mention that all of it takes place in England. It's very brilliant. No, so
1: you gave me all these little details about, like, <laughs> the end of time and sand and the things and the dreams. And I was like, yeah, I'm hearing stuff and things and stuff. And then you watch it, and I'm like,
0: hold on. There's a little posh English boy in a mansion? Why didn't you just tell me that? <laughs> I feel like this was made for you. But also, <laughs> you know, I, I do want to get your take on a lot of the more bizarre things that the dream does do okay so are, are we all right to start walking through the episode or let's go all right just like a dream so um yes so they're trying to capture death they accidentally capture the sandman instead of the dream so the- let's just talk about that
1: real quick because they capture death it's an interesting well they captured sorry the sandman and um, he himself is trying to you know, capture or stop someone else in that moment right who yes. is like a nightmare that he's created, who will come back at the end of the episode. The most important thing here is he's got very funky octagonal sunglasses. Um and he looks like a very cool, you know, 80s uh, chap. So that's vital.
0: He is a hideous creation. I, <laughs> <I'm just curious laughs> and I don't like anything about him. Oh, no. Uh, you know uh, so more about is, him than I do. This is the Corinthian. Oh, yeah, you're going to love him. Like, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that's
0: a good thing, you just told me he was terrible. Oh yeah, no, he's terrible, but so are you. Um, In the most loving way. In the most loving way. (laughs) Hmm. So yes, the Sandman is trying to capture the Corinthian a nightmare that has escaped the dream and has gone into reality and um, is just murdering people. Uh, So whenever the dream is captured by the Magnus, and also, by the way, the dream, Morpheus, the Endless... Uh, we, uh, he has many titles and nobody really agrees on any particular title so But, but it's, it's handy true. because we can still call the show Dark Place Dreamers
1: because one of his names is The Dream and we didn't have to come up with a new title <laughs> <laughs> so that was very
0: handy Oh yeah, no it is, uh, I've got a, I've got a running team now apparently
1: That's It was almost uh, Sandman Survivors until I realised yes. that A, that was a terrible
0: name and B we could call it the same thing that we called it before <laughs> It's you know I feel like it was you know it was just destiny, <laughs> which is another one of the endless actually. Oh. Um, he doesn't feature in the series. So uh, where were we?
1: He so captures. So we
0: were at the beginning, really. He
1: captured. He we got cool octagon glasses, and then the Magus captures the um, dreamy
0: man. You know this is quite interesting because uh, the Corinthian isn't actually a big bad in the comic books. he's, you know he's just a character that features much later mm-hmm. on. Here he's depicted coming to the house where the dream has been captured in and giving a lot of information to the Magnus about how to keep the dream and how to do all of, this. All of that in the comic books the Magnus had to work out by himself. So right. He, actually, he doesn't know who he's captured and he actually has to derive. I he,
1: feel he like that to, was just uh, how do we move this plot along quicker in the TV show, you know? I, yeah,
0: it was. Because we, you know, we have no idea how the Corinthian got To the house so quickly Yeah he disappears like oh
1: he's all knowing You know I
0: I don't know Even if it was kind of like I can sense where the dream is He still has to get there And that's going to be um, But then again uh, there's a lot of time jumping around The place that could be More suggestive Even on a first
1: watch I just kind of thought Oh this is just like an easy way to get some exposition in You know where he arrives and he's like Here's some facts that you need to know about the thing you just did Bye bye (laughs)
0: So he gives uh, very detailed instructions on how to keep the dream and why he'd want to keep the dream. So, um, you know, grants him eternal life. He tells him that if he gets out, he's going to murder you. Brings a purpose to the episode we're watching. Uh, That kind of stuff. (laughs) Look, if you let him go, there's no show. So keep him for a while. Oh, there's a show. There's lots of shows. There's lots of stories to go on. Um, But yes, so they eventually construct a nice prison for the dream and this has yeah, so initially they have him in a circle emergency.
1: in the ground which is kind of holding him in like a in like a circle of salt wards off dracula kind of way and like a, he can't step out of the realm of the circle and then he's like yeah that's not really going to work though so by the time he wakes up maybe have like a cool glass sphere thing that he literally can't get out of it's like oh, okay yeah let's try that <laughs> yeah
0: so that does make a lot of sense it's going to stop him from just walking out of the little circle i guess
1: yeah um, but what do we think so a little bit of setting here they're in this fancy big mansion and there's like an old magus guy who is tywin lannister and there's some um, servants and things and he's a de- he has a dead son that he really loved and a living son that he's uninterested in and then he says things like you know i really missed that one good son i had and this poor little posh english boy is kind of like oh papa, no not quite like that but it's sad um But he just lets the (laughs) sun see all these things. He's like weird cult people in his house chanting, like, fear the darkness, fear the darkness. And then it didn't build into the Iron Maiden song. But they're all with their hoods and doing weird (laughs) rituals. And it's like, oh, you didn't even send the boy to bed. It's just like, yeah, you can just watch this weird thing
0: where we, like, summon a demon. (laughs) I mean, in some ways, that could be a form of, we've seen that he can be quite abusive to the sun. That could just be another form of abuse. It's like, here, boy, watch how weird I am. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean um, that. These were my initial thoughts, but then, yeah, as we get on,
0: we realize that no, he is actually just abusive. So that's that's you know. Oh, yeah. I mean the uh, the fact that they get a close up of the boy looking sad whenever he says, "Ah, my 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 loving son, he was the joy of my life," and just the child. Yeah. <laughs> if only I had a son I could love. But the other guy said, <laughs> like, "Oh no." Um, but yeah, so that's very close to the comic books as well. Um. So moving forward. Well, what sequence happened next? Do you remember? Um, well, what would be the most uh, noteworthy thing that happens next? They grow up.
1: So, yes, yeah, so sometimes there's some time jumps. They do grow up a bit. Some time passes. and um, We realise that the he's had the guy captured for 10 years. Um, the guy,
0: though, he's very sexy. <laughs> very sexy guy. This, this is another reason why I thought you'd enjoy the show.
1: <sighs> he... Well, you looked him up and you said outside of the show, he's not so sexy, but at least in the show, he's depicted oh, okay. in a very sexy way. He's in this he's glass de- sphere and he's naked the entire episode. Now, this is the acting role that I want. It's like, you'll not really say any, you know, you can, well, he speaks a little bit at the end. It's like first three of the episode, you don't have to learn any lines and you <laughs> lie down naked. And that's really all you do.
0: It's like, okay, I can get into that. Yep. I mean, that's it's, it's a very easy role, and he just has to look smouldering all of the time. Mm. And they won't let him that's out, the-
1: and he won't speak. He doesn't speak at all um, to them. And the dad, you know, the Magus kind of keeps saying, bring back my son and also make me, like, immortal and some other selfish, egomaniacal egomani- things for me, and we let you go. And then the little boy wants to let him go. And then he summons a raven and the dad makes the little boy shoot the raven and then tells the little boy that he's stupid anyway, even though he did the thing he was meant to do.
0: Now, even though uh, you're calling him a little boy, this has been a time jump, so he must be 17 or some such. He's a teen at this point. He's a little bit older, yeah. It's sad. Uh, It's a very poignant moment as well. You see that the Sandman has has tears in his eyes as he sees his pet raven uh, dead on the floor. And And the boy
1: looks to him and he stands up in my favorite moment of the whole show, um, because he's sitting down completely naked, all kind of arms wrapped around himself. And he stands up, opens his arms, is kind of like, behold, my my naked body. Here is my genitalia. (laughs) I wonder how many takes they had to do for the other actor not to, like, give that curious glance down because he just maintains eye contact the whole time.
0: Just a quick comparison. Yeah, we yeah. (laughs) <laughs> We're all guilty of it. Um, that scene actually happens much later on uh, at another death outside the glass dome that they've trapped right. the Sandman in. That scene actually takes place after the death of the father. That's later on in the episode. Um, ah, something right, we, okay. something we forgot ahead. to mention is that the Sandman had all of his tools uh, robbed from him so whenever he was summoned he was wearing a helmet he had a ruby and he also had a bag of sand
1: bag of sand oh, was- a ruby amulet type thing that he wore on his neck and a helmet which is like a ba- looks like a gas mask with an elephant trunk basically What
0: well, is the a spine that's coming out of it it's a spine right so that so it's very similar to a plague doctor's mask
1: yeah it gave me those labs um but once he takes off the that horrible stuff he's a sexy guy and <laughs> behold and, and, and all the rest of it. So um yeah I mean I suppose the only other notable thing I can think of is um a nice blonde lady arrives to the house. So basically these there's these crowds outside the house all the time trying to get in to like get the maggots to do some magic, I guess. And they have like some debaucherous parties and things and some of them get turned away if they're already too full or he wants to go to bed or whatever 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 they don't go into the reasons. But the kid comes out to turn a big crowd away and this blonde girl arrives and helps him to convince the others to leave. And then she's like, so since I helped you, can I come in? And then she moves in and gets pregnant by
0: the Magus. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of hangs about for ages and ages and ages. It's never quite explained it's, or her role is never really made clear at all. No. Um, she just shows up. Now, she's an incredibly important character. She features in later episodes. Does she? Right. Uh, um, oh, yeah. What she basically does in this episode is not very
1: much till so she gets pregnant, and then she takes all the ha- the hat and the, not the hat, the, the mask <laughs> and the uh, the ruby and things, and some a lot a lot of money, like they said like two hundred k or like a lot of money, and then that was it
0: back in the day as well,
1: yeah, and runs off with all of that stuff, um, and we see that her baby's born healthily later, and. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it, really. She she comes, and then she eventually leaves. But he's kind of like, oh, I'll bring her back here because apparently I can just make people come back because I own them, uh, you know, which I... That whole vibe.
0: But he is the father. He does have certain rights, but also, oh, that was a weird... He was just an arrogant monster. He was um, a terrible at, person. At, at that point, he does go to her try and negotiate with uh, the dream that he's willing to release the dream if he goes out captures your one and also maybe you know just a wee touch of immortality and grand yeah wealth.
1: so he says he comes into this guy that he's held captive for 10 years it's like oh no this this woman that I was really treating quite poorly has left and taken some things with her like the the utter shock that someone that I treated poorly would then turn the tables and and treat me poorly in return I I can't believe it and now you who I've treated very very poorly indeed how about you help me but in doing so i want you to get that woman back but also (laughs) you the things that i've been asking you to do for 10 years that you've said no to i do still need you to do those as well as another prerequisite Um, (laughs) i I love how he also says that she robbed you yeah she stole your things that i first stole (laughs) And like nine they of you still to get back to you, you know? Still, but still give me it. the immortality and bring back my son and all the other things.
0: I still need those as well. <laughs> Come on, chop chop. And then um, he hits his son with a stick. Oh, yes. And then eventually yes, the, there's a fight between the father and the son. The father hits the uh, back of his head off the dome that's uh, keeping the, the dream contained and all of that. It's not exactly the most dramatic death um it the was- death was very weak the sun pushes him he taps his head there's a little trickle of blood and
1: i was like okay he's gonna not like that and then all of a sudden he's on the floor with millions of blood and he's dead and i was like what <laughs> I, that didn't seem like i didn't expect that i thought there was gonna be more you know i thought he's gonna try to hit yeah. the with the stick again the sun was gonna fight back a bit more he's just like no he's dead and his dying spiteful words are you're never getting out of that glass cage
0: yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate that it's a more realistic death. Death is generally not dramatic, mm. I guess. No um, dying words because... to his son. <laughs> no,
1: no. Um, like, like this sense. is worse. Not even angry dying words. Not even you just killed me. Like, nothing. Like, I have no interesting thoughts about you in any way positive or negative.
0: Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, that's
1: it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> wow. Um... Yes, and now the uh, young lad is the master of the house, and he has every right to release the dream, and that's when we have the scene of the dream standing up.
1: This is Um, where it is, yeah. And this is where I stop liking the dream, because I understand his stubbornness, I understand why he didn't want to give in to the guy for ten years, whatever it was. Now, the son says, look, I don't want immortality or any of that, you know, selfish stuff. Just tell me that if I let you out, you won't hurt me, and you can go. And he still just refuses to say anything and sits there for like decades more. And we have a big jump with his son's nine old man in a wheelchair with his like partner. And it's what, like, well, at this point, it's like, why didn't you just say, yeah, I'll not hurt you. And then I might, you know, you're, you're not, you're not imprisoning yourself at this point, you know? And yeah. even as an old man, the son says to him, like, I just wanted you gone. You wouldn't give me the assurance that you wouldn't kill me if I let you out. I don't know why you've done this. <laughs>
0: I suppose in some ways he doesn't want to lie, and he the boy did kill his raven. Oh, but the boy was... He saw that the dad was mistreating the boy and made him kill the oh, raven. at what point do you have to take responsibility for your own actions?
1: No, that boy was, like, in a bad situation, trying to impress the father that was abusing him and called him an idiot for not shooting the bird, and then he shot the bird, and then called him an idiot for shooting the bird, and then hit him with a stick. <laughs> so I feel oh. bad for the boy. <laughs>
0: everybody has a bad a backstory we actually look into everybody's everybody
1: everybody shoots the raven and gets hit with a
0: stick yeah, it's part of growing yeah. up it's just it's character development it's character building I, i'm sorry at some point you do have to take responsibility sorry i'm also a massive fanboy of the dream so anything you oh look like, i thanks. do
1: like him but he lost me a little bit because there's also this thing where so we should mention an important backstory without the dream um, there's problems in the world, right? So, like, some people are in a sleep they can't get out of. Some people are never able to sleep. They're just, like, wandering around, begging to be able to go to sleep. Um, and there's people in, like, kind of in between states. So there's a bit of a, like, a decades-long sleep crisis in the world. About a century, yeah. And he has no interest in fixing this. Um, you know, he could have got let out of the cage uh, by just saying, I won't harm you, and then gone and fixed all this stuff. And he doesn't want to do that. He's not interested. I thought that was so, quite selfish.
0: I guess, in a few ways, there he is a fundamental essence of the universe. Uh, he shouldn't have to bend his knee to humanity, and he does view humanity as a collective conglomerate. Yes, I so suppose.
1: you said this during the episode, and I thought that's fine if it weren't for two things the first is that like it literally is his job to make the people wake up and go to sleep and have his sand. like that's just what he does so he's not doing that right now and he has the chance to go back and continue doing that um so it's like oh you're a force of nature it's like yeah but you're not doing the thing that you could not just go and do you're, you're given your freedom if you'll take it but also yeah. at the end of the episode when he gets back to his little palace and he's like right crunch time these people everything's wrong i will not have it i'm gonna fix it it's like well hold on you had the chance to fix it <laughs> there by 50 years ago. Don't, don't give me all this drama now. Like
0: they actually, go humans, into, what are they doing? They go into a little bit of detail in that in in future episodes, actually. Um, it's quite a while off. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Mm. But I, I suppose on another part of it, like talking about, uh, the dream sees humanity as one. So there was the Magnus who is being horrible to him. He's kidnapped him and he's, you know, depriving of pretty much anything, even entertainment. He's just locked up in a basement. Um, and there's also all of the guards that are coming and making sure that nothing happens to him. But um, so he used yeah. them all of... That's humanity, and they're all brutal, and they are all just terrible people. Like, all of the people are just terrible. That's my experience of the people I've encountered right now. Fair.
1: And I suppose the wrap-up here is he manages to make some kind of dream sequence happen with uh, one of the security guards, makes him shoot him, He's in the glass cage. Shoots the glass cage. Escapes. So that's that's how he gets out. Basically. Oh
0: yes, no. That's a massive fundamental point. Is it's while he's begging for the dream to talk to him. The old man sits in a wheelchair, and the wheelchair scuffs the writing on the wall that or writing on the floor that was um, keeping. He the broke the circle,
1: heat. and now that the glass is broke,
0: he can go out of the glass and then go out of the circle. So yeah, and then he and confronts the sun. And. It's actually a lot nicer in the series, what he does. In the comic books, he actually uh, forces the son to go through this nightmare sequence of forever waking up.
1: I think the son was better to him than the dad was. I don't
0: know why he would punish him.
1: What does he... This, I, this is a blank for me. He doesn't... Does he kill him? What does he do to him in the
0: series? In the series, he just says he uh, wipes the boundaries between dreams and nightmare and blah, blah. Uh, gives him some weird punishment. It's very glossed over. Mm. Um in the comic books, it's a lot worse. But he does punish the son for his behavior, but he did spend an entire lifetime essentially being a coward and not letting the dream out, even though the dream, the world was in chaos.
1: Well, the son must feel silly now because he didn't kill him. Uh, well, it's he's like, oh, him turn- could He could not let him out 50 out years ago. His life. He has yeah, for the
0: rest of his life.
1: Maybe if he'd let him out all those years
0: ago, he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. He didn't say. There was yeah. nothing he could do. But either way, the son did choose to be, um, I don't know.
1: And we have three things that happen. Well, four things that happen that make us want to watch the next episode, I suppose. So one is that he just escaped, right? So there's there's, there's something there. And um, the second is the baby is born to the blonde girl, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The third is um, we then see the cool octagonal glasses chap. And he's in a room, and we see that behind his glasses, he's got weird, bloody eye things. And he has someone in a chair that he's taken their eyes out. So there's something
0: he, going on with him. He's got mouth. He's got two mouths for eyes. Little mouth eyes. Little mouth eyes with teeth and everything. that he can. All right, I didn't actually spot the detail, but he was he was bleeding
1: from it. I think maybe that was I don't know.
0: Oh no, he he eaten an eyeball with his eyes. Oh, so he was just wiping that. He away, was right? he was dribbling.
1: And the fourth thing is the dream gets back to his own realm to discover that he's been gone for a century and his palace is all in collapse and his people have all left. Either they went to find him or they thought he's not coming back. And he's like, how dare they not trust me? You've been gone for a century, mate. A century, you know. He didn't just pop to the shops, so... What's
0: a century to him? It must be a blink of an
1: eye. I mean, apparently, because he didn't seem that bothered in his cage when he never spoke. But it's only at the end of the episode where he really... We get more dialogue from him now and he's like saying what's happening to my, you know, realm and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I, I just mentioned the actor thing. I oh, hold on. I got to learn all these lines. Like, what about the other yeah. bit? When I was just making <laughs> in the cage.
0: <laughs> There's something I love about the dream as well in the series. that's not explained very well is he always talks very quietly. So he, yeah, I, I don't think he ever see him shout. And I just thought that's a nice feature because he is the dream. And it's more like he doesn't want to wake people up. Mm-hmm. So, he talks very softly the entire time. There's good jawline. Very good. And nice cheekbones as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's us. <laughs> <it. laughs> We're going to end it on that weird note. We've been,
1: <laughs> weirdly, we finished on, on not a very important point. <laughs> like, here are some cliffhangers. And the man was pretty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but like, you know, very, nice. I should say that I I really liked it. I was very skeptical going in. Um, it could still all go wrong, but I think it was good. And also, I think that we we didn't make any notes because I wasn't sure. You know, I, I wanted to know, make sure I liked it before I sort of said let's, let's do the podcast. So this is very spontaneous tonight, and I liked it. And I said, okay, we we just watched it. It's fresh, no notes. Let's go improv, and we we did it and we did quite well and while you were preparing a tea <laughs> before we recorded I immediately already had a theme tune ready and that's ridiculous because that was very fast and thank that song is Hypnopompia by Wiggly Fred and the cabbage um from I believe circa 1984 and I think that it's not released and you will not maybe find it anywhere um there might be an old youtube knocking about i'm not sure but thanks to wiggly as always he, he he's uh, the chap who lets us use all the themes for all the podcasts so thanks to wiggly of trapdoor um i think that's us i'm gonna put the first episode out on the books boys Speed and things like that to let people see it and then if they like it they can come back and things and we'll put some more on the, on the patreon and there's 10 episodes on, on this uh, on this one so.
0: i'm just delighted i feel like this is the gateway for you into all of the other comic books it
1: is give me two months, and I'll be like, have you seen the new Spider-Man reboot? <laughs> They're rebooting it. Would you believe it? They're rebooting it. It's never been done since last year. It's the origin story of Spider-Man I get M. and it'll be fantastic, you know? So.
0: Okay, maybe not quite that far. <laughs>
1: fine, fine. Oh, there's, I saw some comics when I was abroad and um, they had like Superman, Superboy, which I'd never heard of and G.I. Joe, and then Woody Woodpecker. And I thought that was brilliant. they just like, oh, well, we've ran out of superheroes. How about Woody Woodpecker? Well,
0: I was like, you know, comic books aren't all just superheroes. It's just that happens to be the most popular genre that translated into that. For reasons. I un- mean, Look, give me the Woody Woodpecker in the MCU. I might see that one. What about Asterix and... Um,
1: Asterix and Obelisk. Um, yeah, it's, it's all right, I guess. And I, I'm happy with the likes of um, the A.J. ones, Tintin. Yeah, Tintin. But just, I don't know, just give me a Woody Woodpecker film, Marvel, if you're listening. Or they don't own the rights to that, oh. probably. Whoever owns Woody Woodpecker, which, which behemoth in the media
0: industry own the rights to Woody Woodpecker? Get, get, get that one uh, going. Look, we have Sandman. I'm happy with that. That's all we needed. And we have a good adaptation of it.
1: Okay, well, today we have entered the Sandman. And... Um, I haven't. Well
0: that's that's okay i don't know i was trying to it was the first episode so it was the the enter
1: and it was the metallica reference Um, that's it have a sleepy day sleepy night have a good have a good night good night
0: (laughs) planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince